Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to Small Business Digest Radio. My name is Don Mazzella, and I am your host for a program devoted to identifying strategies and suggestions to help small business managers increase profits, add sales, better manage cash flow, improve employee management, and streamline operations. Our guests are other entrepreneurs and experts offering their solutions to the problems and opportunities facing small business leaders. Our aim in each program is to provide one or two thought-provoking ideas or suggestions. So follow us on Twitter at hashtag 2SBDigest or at our website at www.smallbusinessdigest.net. I love that music, and so, so does my engineer, but he loves it more than, than I do. Welcome to the show today. Uh, next next week begins the, the summer season. Memorial Day is traditionally the opening of uh, summer, and uh, uh, this year we expect it to be a hot summer. We have a presidential race. Um, but we're here to talk about how do people t- take advantage of a summer s- season. We're, we're scheduled to have three guests on board. Our, uh, we have one already with us, Cammie Darnell. Uh, she, um, she, as she was just told me before we went on the air, she just had her first success on uh, Asian um, Oh, HN, I always get the, the uh, initials confusing, but anyway, on, on a, a home a home selling network, and we'll talk about that. Cammie, welcome to the program. Thank you, Don. Happy to be here. Well, um, we have a lot of things to discuss with you, and hopefully we'll have companions joining us. But in the meantime, we'll start with you. Cammie, tell us a little bit about your personal background before we get into anything else. Sure. So the funny thing about me is that I have a swimwear company, and we'll talk about that in my product shortly, Um, but I actually was born and raised on a farm in Kansas, which, Don, that's about as far away from an ocean as you can get, (laughs) or any a lot of water for that fact, but um, but as I kind of continued to move around the country, I um, quickly got myself closer and closer to the beach as I could. Um, but I grew up on a farm, and, you know, the American farmers were probably the original entrepreneurs, so I saw my folks running their business, uh, growing their business, and all the kind of sacrifices it took to do so. So I, I think I kind of caught the, you know, the entrepreneur spirit by osmosis early on, um, and then um, during college, I got this crazy summer job where I sold educational books door to door. And um, so that definitely learned a lot of the basics of what it takes to kind of run your own business. Um, and so I, as I, when I got out of college, I continued a career in outside sales since I was pretty good at it, sold those books in the, during college for four summers and financed my way through school. So I uh, continued my career in outside sales. And um, so when I eventually got married and had children and was, became a stay-at-home mom, and 
from those experiences when you're kind of using products day in, day out, or actually lacking a certain product that you would like to have, the creative juices can get flowing. And I became one of the most uh, up-and-coming entrepreneurs in, in, in that I'm a stay-at-home mom who's developed a product and idea, and, and I've ran with it. So um, that's kind of a little bit about my, my background, and, and, and then we can kind of go from there, Don. Well, okay. You're, the product we're talking about today, the summer product, is Simple Sarong. And the, uh, by the way, a picture of it is is on the website. And hopefully, as we uh, uh, move through the program, you, uh, the audience can see it. But now, uh, tell us about Simple Sarong. First, tell us how you conceived the idea. Well, as many of you, some of you may, some of your listeners may not know what a sarong is, but a sarong is usually found, seen worn in, in the beaches in Hawaii, very popular even in the Caribbean, and they're usually brightly colored fabrics that are designed to be wrapped around and kind of tied into a knot and, and um, worn as a cover-up. Um, so the idea was that in, in the U.S., Typically, what we see is when people get out of the water, the first thing they grab is their towel. And we've all seen it before where you're trying to kind of wrap it and tuck it and twist it and tie it to kind of make it stay on. Um, because you're, in my case, I was wrangling a, a little three-year-old son and trying to get him to the bathroom or to the snack bar and whatnot. So I wanted to throw on a quick cover-up, and that's where the beach towel would usually come in. And But inevitably, it would not work. It would fall off, or I'd be struggling to get it, or, you know, beach towels are not exactly fashionable, Don. So you, you looked a little ridiculous. So I thought, you know what, there really has to be a better way. So I decided, you know what, if we had lightweight beach towels that were really colorful and fashionable prints, how can I get those to stay on and actually be flattering? And so, of course, we've seen the towels and bath wraps that have Velcro on it, but Velcro and sand do not mix. So we buttons and buttonholes, that was the solution. That was the aha moment where it still is going to give me that versatility of sizing options. It's going to, with multiple buttonholes, it's going to fit, you know, anyone and still give the versatility of being able to wear it multiple ways. So that's where the idea came from. It's really, it's a buttonable beach towel that easily flatters, women of all ages and sizes um, with a very fun functional fashion, we call it, Don. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, so, so, um, you're probably too young to remember, but there was a, a, star, um, a movie star named Hedy Lamar uh, who, yes. uh, <laughs> uh, who who really uh, brought the sarong into uh, being when she wore it in a, uh, in a movie with John Hall called, I, I believe it's called Hurricane. And um, uh, it, uh, the sarong was originally a South Sea uh, uh, Islander thing that uh, uh, British soldiers, uh, sailors, picked up uh, when they first went to the South Seas. But uh, having said that, um, uh, someone told me recently that a sarong really covered up um, a woman's uh, – women were uh, unusually conscious of, of their backside and how it looked. And a, a sarong 
properly placed could, could sure help. Is that true or is that um, not true? And how does your product uh, f- f- help uh, enhance a woman's uh, f- features? Yeah, so I think women of you know all ages and really kind of struggle with what I call poolside confidence. Every year we kind of dread the time of year when it's time to get those swimsuits out. And, and if you have children, you kind of are obligated to go and take them if you live near the water. And so that can be really uh, a tough thing when you're not feeling super confident about your, your body type or body shape. Um, and so sarongs, that, what was important to me is that when you put it on, it, it kind of flattered the body. It was a flattering shape. It floated away from the body. It wasn't going to be clingy. It wasn't going to then make you even more self-conscious because a lot of cover-ups are thin or sheer. You know, you put that over a wet swimsuit, they just stick to you, and it's, it's not a good look. So this was really important to create a shape that um, when it was actually put on, even though it starts out as just a rectangle, it is – cleverly placement of the buttons and they're they're on an angle so that when you wrap it around and button it it creates this really nice shape and yes i mean we really promote that don is that you know our product yeah it's fun it's functional but it's really about kind of giving women poolside confidence and i noticed that um uh, sarongs come in all shapes and sizes some are very sheer, and others like yours, which uh, we tested out here and found uh, really wonderful. It's a wonderful product, by the way. I should give you the endorsement. We tried to, uh, all products before the, uh, their uh, the creators come on uh, our program, uh, and it was uh, a, a really good product. Uh, but uh, I guess my question is, uh, uh, in Caribbean resorts, uh, Minimalist uh, swimsuits are, are, are very regular. Um, uh, is it better to, to be covered up as as you, you do it, um, or um, do people do women gravitate to to the other uh, sheerest type of sarong? You know, I really think it is it is regional um, where you live. Um, and what other women are wearing certainly influences that um, decision of what kind of cover-up you're going to look for and how much coverage do you want. I think, you know, there can be uh, body confidence in, in, you know, I've been to Brazil where they, uh, women of all ages and sizes are very comfortable wearing very minimal However, I created, you know, my product for the American women and how they, you know, have to – and they're going to be a little bit more conservative, a little bit more self-conscious, um, whether that's a good thing or not. But I think for the women that I really designed for, well, I think women like me who um, maybe weren't comfortable with the, the tiniest of bikinis or uh, wanted to kind of feel a little bit more, you know, covered up or – you know, and, and but I've also found that there, even if you are wearing a, a small bikini and you're out on a boat, I don't care 
what body type you have, you're going to be grabbing something to kind of cover up as you're speeding across a lake or a harbor um, because it gets a little chilly. And having something that you can throw on and wrap around to kind of keep the wind at bay um, definitely helps. And that's something that people love about my product is it's um, if you have your sheer and thin, that, that's great. But sometimes you really need something that you can kind of cozy up in. Okay, let's move on. You know, you had an idea, you thought it, it could work. What was your next step in, in creating uh, what is obviously a successful company? Well, thank you. Um, but I, I think, you know, I wanted to try to test the market and do something really simple and maybe go out and find existing beach towels that I could just then sew buttons and buttonholes on and, and kind of do, go that route. But what I was finding is that, you know, the existing beach, towel, beach towels didn't really have prints that lended themselves to fashion. You know, I don't know if people wanted to wear, you know, giant starfish or that type of thing on on themselves. And then the, the, the weight of the towels were also really important because a lot of beach towels can be really thick and really heavy. And when you try to actually wear them, then they make you look even bulkier and heavier and weigh you down. And that's, that's certainly something I wanted to avoid. So I decided, you know, I'm going to have to have these custom made. And that's where I started jumping on to websites like Alibaba.com and researching where are the best beach towels made. Um, where do I need to go? And then that, of course, led me to the the type of printing that they do exclusively in China. And so they um, led me there, and then we started testing several different manufacturers um, by you know through. And of course, this is all through email. And you know, I I, I had through the process then ordered samples from different. Um, different manufacturers and kind of see what who could produce the, the best quality of, of my vision. And um, I found some really great beach towel manufacturers, but not all of them knew how to sew a button and buttonhole. <laughs> so we had to kind of go with the ones who was giving me the best quality towel, the best quality printing, and could also do a great job at sewing secure buttons and, you know, quality buttonholes that were really going to last um, you know, more than just a summer. Well, so okay. that was kind of where I started. Okay, you um, you you found a manufacturer, um, somebody that you were pleased with. But how did you go about finding someone to create the designs for you? That's a question. Okay, yeah, because I'm not in. a. Yeah, so I'm not a uh, you know a designer. Um, I I have a good eye for detail, but I can't sit and hand draw anything out. So I am um, located in the Atlanta area, and one of the uh, art schools that Georgia is known for is the Savannah College of Art and Design. And so I approached them to get in touch with both their current students and their alumni and posted a open call for a freelance textile designer or um, art designer who could work with me on this project. So I kind of posted what I was looking for, you know, the pay scale, and then kind of waited to get applications from their um, board. And luckily the person that responded first was absolutely perfect for the job and so you know she and I been began to collaborate on the direct the art direction 
and that's where I came up with the designs. Okay, well, let's talk about collaboration. Um, uh, you had an idea, and uh, she moved it forward, or did she present samples? How did all of that work? Um, these are all questions, by the way, that come came across uh, uh, over the last couple of weeks uh, from from various people. Yeah, you know, and, and if you're working with an art person uh, through free, the freelance re- websites like Odesk and Up, Up, uh, what's that, I think Up Works, Up Work, yeah. yes, yes, then I think you need to have a, a kind of a vision of what you want. And um, and be able to kind of uh, describe the, you know, what also knowing what you don't want. So I knew I wanted designs that were going to be colorful, that were going to be fashionable. So I provided you know, like one or two um, looks that I really liked. That I said, you know, I like this look and how the colors, you know, the bright colors. And I knew I wanted something that would be in in what I call warm tones, like the pinks and the oranges and yellows. And then I needed something that would be in more of the cool tones, your blues and greens and, and things like that. Cause I had to think in terms of what's going to match the most popular swimsuit colors. Now, fortunately the most popular popular swimsuit color is black. So I, that kind of led me to do, be able to do a lot of different things. But yeah, I think you need to provide examples of stuff that you like and then give clear um, direction of what you're looking for. Well, um, um, let's go back a little bit. What did you say about black? I didn't quite uh, understand that. I think it's an important well, point. Yeah, so I had to create a throng, throngs that were going to match swimsuit colors. Huh. And the and the most popular swimsuit color is black. So I needed I wanted I knew I needed to have an element of black in my designs because people would be they may not have pink or orange or blue or you know all the different colors but if they saw black in the design they'd say ah yeah I have a black swimsuit that'll that'll match my black swimsuit perfect. That's that's very interesting. So you you research what um, not only the the your product but the product but the products that go along uh, with it. Obviously, you need a bathing suit to go to the beach, uh, and sometimes right. people don't realize that that you you can't uh, develop something uh, in isolation. It has to go along uh, uh, with with whatever is being handled. Uh, being complimented, am I correct? That that's exactly right. You know, I this was at a, an accessory; it wasn't a standalone piece, and and as most products usually aren't. So, you know, if you're coming up with something, I would definitely suggest you think about what are they going to use this with, and how is this going to complement what they already have, um, and that just is going to you know increase your sales and um, the conversion rates. Well, let me ask you um, uh, another question. Uh, you're, you're talking about China. You got samples. Did you then say, well, give me a, a sample? Um, uh, let's talk about the printing first, which I happen to know a little bit about. What did, what did you have to specifically find that made it so important that, that the, the printing be part of it? Well, the printed towels... Uh, would, would give me the maximum design options. 
um, if we so towels you can have a color that's woven in and those are jack jackered woven towels um, but though then you're more limited on how many colors you can use what kind of color placement you can use whereas with printing a print um, you know my I was li only limited to my imagination and we could definitely do more design options hmm. doing it that way but but if you do it that way, sometimes the uh, the, the towels fade or they even run. Uh, how did you uh, guard against that? Because quality is obviously an issue. So the the this is a type of printing called reactive print, and um, I they are printed on, but then they go through a pretty rigorous post process of washing and drying that really kind of seals that color into the outside of the towel and to, that really makes it um, fairly fade resistant um, of course anything in all clothing is going to fade over several washings and of course exposure to chlorine at the pool is going to you know also cause it to fade as over over time but you know, it's really surprising at how color fast they really are with this process of reactive printing that they use it with towels. And the Chinese are really experts at this. And so that's why when you see printed beach towels, I mean, 99.9% .9 of them, no matter if they're a super high-end designer brand or, you know, a cheap towel from Walmart, they're done in, in China because they are the, the experts in this process. So um, we've tested them, and they're pretty, they are very color um, fast. They don't run in and, and using this technique versus maybe in like an offset printing that you would typically see in U.S. towel manufacturers where it's, it's printed right in the center of the towel, not this edge-to-edge -edge printing that's the reactive printing in China. And that one, yes, they, you have more uh, risk of that color running um, because it's just a different technique. Okay. You now have the product. You now have the uh, uh, technique down. Uh, uh, how did how did you decide uh, the the avenues in which you were going to sell the product? Well, I think I was fairly uh, you know limited the first year to. Um, uh, just kind of what I knew, which was not a whole lot about this industry. Um, but So I knew I needed a website, so I had a website. and I knew I was on Facebook, so I kind of started marketing to friends and family on my Facebook page and started getting orders in that way. Um, I would do little, little shows, little product fair type shows, and even went to uh, just a local shop in my area to kind of get her feedback mainly. And then she became my first customer and kind of learning about what it would be, take to sell my product in stores as well as selling online. So that first year was just kind of, kind of testing out the product, dipping my toe in and kind of see which, which direction I would want to go, um, more of a direct sales or – more of a wholesale route, and in the end, I think I've um, probably straddle both worlds um, and 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 sell on and both channels because it's. I think most companies are finding that you kind of need to do both. So okay, well let, let's stop here. 
What do you uh, sell your product, uh, the ultimate selling price for your product? So it ranges in price from 39 to $48. Um, so I have a fairly wide range. I started off with a retail of 48 and just through testing I and talking to retailers, they, they really felt that if I could get it down to a 39 retail um, as a target retail and they had the margins to do that, they would, they would sell better. And I think they really have, but yet I still allow my retailers a, a, a range of, of prices that they need to go above the 39. They can. Um, some retailers have higher overhead and they need that extra margin. So, um, you know, I really have a, a a range that I allow my sellers to to sell their uh, to sell their product at. Well, you were on the um, uh, the, the Homes uh, Shopping Network oh. last week, am I correct? Did I get the? That's right. Yes. Uh, how did you get on that show, and what happened? So I started working with Tori Johnson a couple of years ago, um, and she is regularly on Good Morning America on Thursday mornings and hosts a show called Steals and Deals. And Steals and Deals goes out and finds various products and items and talks about them on air and then offers them basically at a flash sale type price of a 50% off for one day only. And so I started working with her a couple of years ago. Well, she, um, HSN approached her about coming and doing a similar type of show for, for their audience uh, once a month. And so I, as soon as I heard that she was doing this, I asked her if she was still looking for products and did she think Simple Sarongs would be a good fit. And so she said, yes, let's talk. Here's the deal. <laughs> So, uh, you know, and it's, it's a lot uh, less of, well, when you're selling for half price, first of all, so they were going to be selling for $24. Um, and then when you take a factor in HSN, it's going to take a cut of that. Then it kind of made my margins lower than what I typically do, um, but still was a, a positive margin to where it was worth the exposure for me and the connection to, to, to try it out. So um, they were able to do, a, a, do a, a drop ship type of situation with them, which is, which is really ideal when you're starting out because of HSN and QVC. Um, if you are sending product to them, then whatever sell doesn't sell will oftentimes get shipped back to you. And if you've had to do special packaging uh, for their guidelines, then you can be stuck with product in a certain type of packaging that was only geared for one customer. Um, so then that can be costly. Then the, the return rate that these shows can gather is, can be extremely high, um, even like 10 to 20 percent, whereas a normal return rate may be only 2 percent. So you have to then get, kind of plan to get a bunch of product back, which again, that can really eat you up. So the fact that they were offering uh, her, Tori's products to come in and only do drop shipping, that was really a great scenario because I knew I didn't have to create a certain type of packaging for them. And so, so we went on and they told me kind of what they thought I would sell in, you know, the first, you know, that first show. 
And what they didn't expect was that the customers were going to absolutely go crazy for my product, and they actually sold out in eight and a half minutes. And it was just unbelievable they, that they went so fast. So uh, it's a Cammie, good, very good first showing. Okay, it is. Uh, uh, do you think they're going to invite you back? Yes. So they did invite me back um, to do another show with them in, in two months. Unfortunately, I um, had to turn them down due to just inventory, not quite enough inventory to do that second show with them and being able to offer a variety of prints. So had to turn that turn it down. But now hopefully what I, you know, you could just want to leverage that to, okay, let's plan for next year. Oh, okay, let's stop right now. What's your website? Uh, I have someone wrote right across uh, on my email. What's her web website? They want to see your product. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's a good idea to get a visual. It's simplesarongs.com. So all one word, S-I-M-P-L-E-S-A-R-O-N-G-S.com. Oh, okay. Again, simplesarongs.com. Dot com because uh, fascinating. Um, let's go on a, a little further. Uh, you 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 really looked at this question of uh, 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 margins and everything else. Something so, uh, sometimes new people don't really look at. But uh, before we do, um, do you typically order a big batch at one point from China and then get it over and then reorder, or how do you how do you uh, uh, develop your production and distribution line? Well, my initial, uh, when I decided that I needed to have something custom woven and custom printed, uh, I was a little shocked at the minimum orders that they were going to require. And so I, but I really believed in the product, so I went with, uh, I think I ordered about 4,500 units. Um, so that was three colors, so I had 1,500 units of three colors, and um, so I was all in on that very first, that first order, and it took me two years to sell through that first order, um, but I did sell through it, and then what I ordered for the next season, um, and because my product is a seasonal summer item, then I know that my selling it season is going to be a little shorter than maybe a typical product. So um, as long as I can get through about six months of selling, then I'm usually good. So I ordered, uh, then I ordered a second order, and that I sold out of that in, in within a year. So then for the following year, I just kind of increased my order and my size options, and um, and that's been how I've been doing it. I've just slowly, slowly increasing. But typically I really have just been wanting to order one order a year, have them shipped to me through over with sea cargo for the cheapest possible way to, to get it in. And that usually takes about a month. So it's something that just takes time and I don't want to have to keep doing every turn around and keep doing it every three months. So we order for the year. Okay. Okay, how long have you been in business? I started in 2013. That was that first year of kind of marketing and selling to friends and family. And um and it wasn't and then at the, later in 2013 I had got the attention 
of one of the editors at Oprah Magazine. And he told me that he had really had seen my product and loved it and wanted to see my designs for 2014. Well, so then I, that's great, but I had to wait then until um, it came time to, uh, they start planning for their, their uh, summer issue. And so what really kind of then launched me for 2014 was they Oprah Magazine ended up doing a little feature on Simple Throngs um, in their swim issue in 2014. Uh-huh. And that really was just amazing. So I kind of had a little bit of that Oprah magic, that, two, that kind of that full first year to really launch me nationwide. Mm. Um, and then through um, that, in, through that, he also wanted to, um, the editor at Oprah Magazine, wanted to take me on to Good Morning America to be part of an Oprah Favorites, Summer Favorites special edition of Steals and Deals. So mm. that was how I got introduced to Tori Johnson, and then that really just you know made my year um, And in terms of the amount of sales that you get from, from that type of a showing. And introduced my product to you know thousands of new customers, and um, so that gave me a lot of great you know cash flow, of course, to order make that that next order, and then the exposure was really great as well. Well, how, how are you financing all of this? Well, so my initial year, what I was I was self financed. Um, I was lucky in that I um, had savings built up and also money from the family farm that I had grown up on. Um, And so there was a little bit of, you know, money that I knew that was sitting there. And so I was able to kind of parlay that into um, investing in myself. And I decided that, you know what, you can invest in lots of things. Why not invest in yourself? And that's where the seed money came. Well, that's a really good idea, but but all this time you were also you were also a mother and a wife. That's right. And you managed to balance all of this. Well, women are really good at that. We've been doing that, you know. For, for I think we're just wired to to be that way. We're 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 by nature project managers. Women, by their very temperament our project managers. We can be managing five or six different projects at the same time and somehow make it all work. And so it, it really is ideal. And I think the cell phone makes it so much easier. I can be at, you know, my son's a swimmer, so I can be at the pool deck watching him, yet still managing my business with my cell phone and responding to emails and that type of thing. So it, it really can work for the women entrepreneur. Uh, you know, as, as you're talking, a thought just occurred to me. You know, you'd be a wonderful product for a cruise line because they're they're going south all year round. Yes, um, that is you know a, a market that I would you know love to to tap into. Um, and there are, I will say, there are some limitations by being their mom because that is my you know, my first job. And so I think that sometimes that does limit me on hopping, you know, in the, on a plane or in the car and really being really forceful with going after larger accounts or larger ideas. And 
So there are some things that are still out there that I need to pursue um, because resorts uh, all around the Caribbean, the cruise lines, those type of things are something that I still could go after. Well, uh, but 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 your uh, product is not patentable, is it, or do you have a patent? So it's patent pending. I've got. I've, I started the process when I started the company in 2013, and you know, with the help of a you know a patent attorney, we've written up ideas. There's several patents on the market, believe it or are, that are patented towel type designs. Um, whether it's you know a, a hole cut in the middle so that it becomes a poncho, or a beach towel that then converts into a little uh, tote bag, beach bag. Um, so there's several published patents where a, a beach towel has been altered in a way that is unique. And um, so that's what we're going for on uh, my patent. Um, so I have, I've got two patents pending. One is a utility patent. One is a design patent, which I should have by the end of this year. And then um, I've also applied for a patent in China. As well. Uh, oh yeah, you have to. Yeah. Um. Um. um I. Uh, what? What? Obviously, you have a lot of uh, uh, issues here. You're successful. What do you plan for the next? Uh, do you have a follow-on product ready to go? Um. What well, are your plans for the future? Yeah, so this year we added a uh, a plus size sarong to the mix. So I just had had one size for the last three years that was kind of adjusted to fit extra small through extra large. But there was a lot of women who are um, plus size. It certainly represents a huge um, market and majority or a large market size segment. And so I developed a plus size sarong to go with my other sizes this year. Um, so I, I think the next step for me would be to do something for children um, that would be a similar type of uh, multi-function towel slash cover-up and make it kind of go with what I'm already doing and coordinate with the prints. So that's kind of the next step in expanding the line. People have approached me, oh, you could do matching flip-flops, you could do matching bags, you could do you know, all kinds of things. But I think initially I want to stick with my core strength. And I think that's important when you're expanding the lines is really knowing who you are and what your core strength is um, and what you're not so that you're not wasting energy and time on a product that um, is not really your core strength. No. And uh, uh, go ahead. Go no, ahead. You first. No, you first. Well, I, I well, thank you. I, I and then I think expanding, you know, I the um options in colors and and trims and things like that really to give the consumer more color options um is is always good. Women want to like have lots of options. So I think expanding so I can keep offering lots of colors. And then finding uh, more channels to sell, whether that is going overseas and partnering with distributors that can get me into more countries, um, or um, like you said, you know, 
even here domestically partnering with a type of a cruise line. Those would be really exciting options. And then, you know, after this um, first initial uh, introduction with HSN they had, and that went so well, I'd love to be able to parlay that to where I can offer that particular channel and exclusive design and, and use that as a, as a sales partner. So that's really the next step is kind of increasing the, the, uh, the channels. Well, uh, uh, again, your site for, for people uh, to go and see all your designs. Great. Yeah, simplesarongs.com. Oh, okay, they keep asking for it. Now, uh, uh, you've been a terrific guest, so we'll try to – what are the three things you've learned that you would pass on to other uh, entre- entrepreneurs or mom- mompreneurs, as as the new term is. Right. I that's a good question. Um, that I have to come up with something off the top of my head. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I think is belief. You know, if you, for me, that was a big thing was belief. Hey, if other people can do it, so can I. And and so it's a belief in your product that. You know, it is something that people want. It's something that's needed. Um, it's well designed, and and to believe in your product, belief in yourself, and then not staying an island. You need to network. You need to reach out, and there are so many um, people that will help you along the way. And uh, really opening yourself up to networking with other business owners um, other that can give you advice, that you can share knowledge with, and so that you really educate yourself on how to go about doing what you want to do and hopefully avoiding mistakes, costly mistakes, things that may be learning from other people's mistakes so that you can really feel like you've got help and some guidance. So I think that's probably my, you know, the, the one of the things that I've really learned that I didn't have my first year, um, and then when I started to network with other women, it really opened up my eyes, and I learned so much from from other people. Uh, you know, you, you've done a terrific job of articulating yourself, your product, and uh, everything you've done. Um, any final thoughts? Uh, uh, our other two guests apparently aren't showing up. Much, uh, I think, to their chagrin, because you've done such a great job of putting your pro- <laughs> product together and explaining it, explaining how you got here. Uh, I know our audience, from judging from the emails I'm getting, are really appreciative of it, uh, of, of all you said. Well, that's great. I mean, that's why we're here is to, you know, help people maybe take that extra step into if they've got to develop their thinking about uh, that they can go ahead and do that or if something's holding them back. Um, you know, there's we all have different things in our life that can prohibit us from following that dream. But um, I, I'm happy to, to share, and I think that's that's part of, of the good vibes, <laughs> as like we like to say, good vibes that you send out, you also receive. Yeah, that's that's very true. Cammy, I want you to come back next year, 
and, and talk some more and let us know if there's anything uh, we, uh, we can do. Uh, one more question co- comes to mind where we can do. Uh, what do you do online for your products? So I have my website, and I, uh, I I market that a little bit, it, it, but not a, a lot. Um, I'm also uh, on Instagram and Facebook, and um, the Instagram, we, we post beautiful photos of our sarongs in various locations and try to, you know, get followers there. And then I also sell on Amazon, and I really launched on Amazon last year. I never thought when I launched my company that I was an Amazon, and you can't see I'm making air quotes with my fingers done, but I didn't think I was an Amazon product. But um, it's such an important channel and, and so millions of you know, customers that you know, you, I wanted to be on there as well. So I, I sell on Amazon, and that, that really helps um, – some people, Amazon is a comfort that they know if I purchase this product on Amazon, I've got Amazon's customer service backing me up. Um, and so I think it's important for people to, to sell on their website and on Amazon. And so that was really um, crucial. So that's part of my um, online marketing is uh, you know, my website, my social media, and Amazon all working together. Well, uh if I buy a product on your website, um, do you? Uh, how do you uh, uh, f- uh, fulfill the order? Do you do it yourself? Do you have a, a company do it? What do you do? Right now, when the orders are placed on my website, I actually do the fulfilling. I am a one-woman show, <laughs> and so I uh, am have my you know my warehouse and I can easily you know go and and fulfill those orders and then but that's another part of you know why Amazon is so great because they do their own fulfillment where I ship my products to the Amazon warehouses and all those orders are actually fulfilled by Amazon on an individual basis so that really freed up more of my time last year um, because I could 75% of my orders were now going through Amazon, so I was spending less time packing and shipping and more time growing my company. Well, but but obviously Amazon charges you. Which channel gives you the the most revenue? Amazon? Well, yeah, Amazon does, and yes, they do take their cut. But I believe that they also increase your conversion rate. So maybe somebody would have come to simplesarongs.com. They're not really sure. Oh, should I buy this or not? I don't know this company. Oh, it's on Amazon. Oh, I can just buy it on Amazon. And then, boom, it's a sale. So if I compare to a purchase, uh, somebody not purchasing on simplethrongs.com to now they are purchasing, but it's on Amazon. Well, that's that's a sale that I may not have gotten. Okay, that's a good way of looking at it. Question: uh, Do you, uh, do you think you're profitable this year? I think so. This is going to be my really my third big year and um, of if of sales and right now we're projecting to have a really nice healthy profit i'm hoping to be at about a 20 percent profit range by the end of the year so um, most people will say it takes three years before you start turning a profit so 
I'm, I'm happy with that, and I'm going to be able to still can kind of continue to grow the company. Hmm. Well, Cammie, we definitely want you back next year. Uh, before that, um, you, you've carried the program all by yourself, and I, I know our audience from judging from the emails have learned a lot. And thank you so much for, for being here. We're talking with well, thank you. Cam, we're, we're talking with Cammie Darnell. And her company is Simple Sarong with one of the most interesting and innovative um, products we've seen in a long time. And certainly one of the most uh, uh, sharing in, uh, interviews we've had in a very long time. Thank you, Cami, for being with us. Well, thank you. And good luck. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening tonight. All of our guests are invited because they offer actionable advice to our audience. They do not pay to join us, but rather demonstrate their capacity for helping our audience add profits. Thank you for listening, and we'll be here again next week with other experts to talk about ways to improve your profit picture. Remember, we're here every week at blogtalkradio.com slash smallbusinessdigest. If you like what you heard today, tell others about our efforts. If you'd like to be a